Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. Proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Here are your hosts, Mark Ellison, Shannon Donato and Jeremy Monahan. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast, powered by Audio-Technica and proudly presented by What If. What If has you covered for accommodation, flights, car hire and more. So if you're looking for a holiday, travelling for business or you need to get to the game, visit whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. What If? It's Aussie for travel. My name's Jeremy Monaghan. I'd like to welcome my usual co-hosts, Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm well, Jez. Uh, we've got Stephen on here today. Great to have him here. I think we'll need a bigger table next time we come on. We get four of us sitting around the same one. <laughs> we can always get rid of Shannon, though. We get to... <laughs> it's on. It is one on. Nil. It's started. <laughs> I turn up with a smile, trying to be optimistic, and just chop me down before I get to say anything. Uh, but, well, he's already filthy that you offered him a bacon egg roll and didn't bring one in. <laughs> How well, I did buy him one. I just haven't eaten myself. <laughs> I was going to say, how were the six of them this yeah, morning? Very good, thank you. Very good, thank you. We are not long into this and the jokes have already, uh, the fat jokes have already started, the food jokes. But as you mentioned there, Elo, we have a very special guest and I've got some uh, some music to introduce him here. He is the former Rabbitohs first grade player. He is a former sports journalist and sports editor, a current editor of techguide.com.au the host of the Tech Guide podcast and Two Blokes Talking Tech podcast. He's a regular on TV and radio. He's an astrophotographer and a Star Wars fanatic. Please welcome the great Stephen Finnick. Woo! Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and nerd. You forgot well, nerd. Yeah. Star Wars nerd. Total Star Wars nerd. That's the, uh, a great intro. Actually, it reminds me of when the opposition team runs out of the home games. I love how you play the Imperial March. Did you know that's a Star Wars song? When the, when, the, when the opposition team runs out, that's the Imperial March. Yeah, it's for okay. uh, there is no greater from villain Star Wars. than yeah, Darth that's right. Vader. Yeah. So we've got to play it for the villains as they run <laughs> out of the field. I don't it's, hear a nice, it. it's a nice touch. That <laughs> great to be here, guys. Thanks for the invitation. Very good. Obviously, a uh, a man that knows his way around a podcast. Yeah, as well, I've done so. the odd podcast. I'm hitting about. I've, I'm coming up to the thousand mark. I think. I think I've done more wow. than a thousand episodes. So I'm up to four forty six on Tech Guide and two blokes. I think we're up to four eighty two this week. So. That's a lot of talking, yeah. and that's unusual for a Fennec. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I thought I could talk a lot, and if I can get paid to do it, why not? And that's exactly what I've done. So, yeah. Oh, very good. Well, we might just, uh, first of all, get into our first discussion topic. As usual, something that you've learned this week. We'll kick off with you, Ella. I've just learned, Jez, that we're up to around six and finish on the weekend, and we're a quarter of a way through the season. Mm. Uh, it's gone so quick. It has. Um, the mornings and nights are getting colder, and the... Competition's about to heat up, Jez. Oh, he doesn't want to write it down. I love it. Well, see, I don't get the introduction music, so I have a choice. <laughs> Next week, I'll get the Benny Hill music for you. <laughs> He's the king of the pun. <laughs> Steve, what's something you've Mate, learned this week? I'm a week? big movie fan, as you yeah. might know, and I was watching, I re- was re watching Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen that movie about, oh, yes. about um, the Queen? You know the bloke who plays John Deacon, the bass, the bass guitarist, yes. is the little kid from Jurassic Park. Really, remember the little kid that was in Jurassic Park with the with his sister? That's, That's the amazing. guy who plays John Deacon in the Queen in the Bohemian Rhapsody. I was amazed at that, so I thought is I'd. Is this going to be an hour and a half nerd fest or what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Not at all, mate. I should have got my glasses. I'm not ready to talk about football. If we're lucky, if we're lucky, it'll be an hour and a half nerd fest. Are we sponsored by No Doze or something? Only when you're talking. Anyway, Shannon, have you learned anything this week? Yes, I've learned that you guys are very cruel to me. Nasty. Nasty is the word. Now, I've learned, um, you know, everybody's known for a long time that it's defence that wins um, premierships and even minor premierships. And I've learned just how good our defence is. Um, we've conceded one try in the last four halves of football. And it's, um, you know, and it's not through lack of possession for the other sides. They've had plenty of chances on our lines and our defence is really strong. So I've learned that not only is our attack potent, but our defence is strong as I like to call it, the Redfern Wall. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, defence wins games. Our defence has been really good the last few weeks. And uh, it, it, it reminds me of how, the, in, I, don't, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna put the mock on us, but it, 2014 had the same sort of feel. Our defence had that rock solid feel. Mm. So hopefully that's a, a sign of things to come. Steve, yeah. can, can I just ask you one question? You come from, you're a great hooker yourself. Your brother was a good hooker. Come from a very strong hooking family and you talk about our history back in 2014. I just want to ask you, um, you've seen a lot of great players and, you know, Seas, just tell me the, the best hooker you've ever seen at the Rabbitohs and tell me who you think the best hooker was and, and why was I? <laughs> well, my brother was hooker as well, mate. Mario. Mario, I'll be dirty if I don't mention him up front. I'm surprised yeah. with that answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. No, well, Mario, I played also with Jim Sedaris. Jim Sedaris well, was a great hooker as well. Um, uh, but but Mar- Mario, of course, so he, he's he's seven years older than me. So when I was I was still in high school when he was playing first grade and and was uh, really looked up to him. He was sort of a hero of mine, you know. Like it, it wasn't just a couple of years older than me. He was a fair bit older than me so it was uh I, I admired him mate and when I got the chance to to play at the club just to train alongside him was a pleasure but then when I actually got to play with him and against him that was that was fantastic as well excellent yeah well Mario certainly right up there with myself and Cookie so good <laughs> no, the best South hooker I've seen especially in the tunnel at the SFS is Sean Garley <laughs> yeah Sean Garley absolutely beat the tripe out of some bloke from Cronulla one day it was fantastic mate, in the you tunnel. know what I taught Sean a lesson I broke every <laughs> bone in his hand by head butting his head. <laughs> and he'll never mess with me again Sean Garley don't you worry about that <laughs> although you've messed with a few of his pies yes I certainly have <laughs> three, three nils I've <laughs> <laughs> often said you know Sean sponsors the Rabbitohs and, you know, we've got Garlow's branding on the reserve seats and whatever. He's, um, I reckon I've put his kids through high school. He's, <laughs> his kids should run around with a shirt saying Shannon Donato. There's something I've learned this week, and being a commercial man, Shannon, I'm sure you're not in love with Thursday night football. No. But how good is winning a Thursday night footy game? Yes. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday into Sets the next up your week. weekend, doesn't it? It does. It's yeah. just so, it's nice, smooth sailing into the weekend. Yeah. You and Do Steve the weekend off do you get the, the what's the so Thursday night we have a win what's the what's the weekend look like then do you well, it depend, depends what the turnaround is but yeah. you know uh, this weekend the boys the boys caught up uh, for a game of virtual golf on Friday oh. when they came back which they all, all got together and it was their idea to, to do it and then they had the weekend off came in to train happy days got a long turnaround so yep. we'll, we'll train Monday Wednesday Friday this week yep into the Tigers on Saturday yeah nice Jez how did you Celebrate that longer weekend after the big win. Did you get Steve over for a Star Wars festival? Or <laughs> you show you, a, show you little figurines, match your little figurines. I know you're a fan. I know yeah. you're a fan, but mate, you, you're not. I'm what they call a mega fan. Oh. Like my, you come into my home theater and you'll you'll think I'm in a Star Wars museum because everything. We're going to get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get into. It's we're crazy. Save that one, Shannon. Yes. 
And happy to be called a nerd too. It won't be the first time. I'm glad you're happy to be called it because it's going to happen all Look, you're supposed to pick on us two, not the guests. You guys are too good for that. You guys are so well, mate. Very good. Well, we might dive into that first top four topic of the morning, which is the top four with Stephen Fennick. And the first thing um, I want to ask you, which we ask all of our guests, is the top four things that Rabbitohs listeners may not know about you. Okay. Number one, uh, Mario's book, Personal Best. I wrote that. Oh, so yeah. that was I. It's it's told in the first person. So I interviewed him over a number of weeks, and then I wrote the book. I mm. wrote that back in '93. Mm. Uh, so many people would know I wrote that. Mm. Uh, the other number two would be um the former sports editor of the Daily Telly. So a lot of people to see me as a tech person now, but I was a sports writer and sports editor before that for the Daily Telegraph. I was sports editor during a little event called the Sydney Olympics, which was a busy mm. busy fortnight. Uh, number three. I'm a licensed drone pilot, so if you yeah. need any any aerial photography, I'm uh, I'm I'm a licensed pilot. I can do that for you. Oh, Leroy, he'd yeah. want to be yeah. on his game. <laughs> yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Yeah, because you, you still film the film the yeah. training sessions. Yeah, yeah. I remember Richardson. talking to you about that years ago when, when you first and you were one of the first or only clubs that do that. Yeah, yeah. Like first Initially, we were yeah, one of the see? only ones. I'd say everyone does it. Cutting now, edge, but, mate. Uh, cutting edge. The Rabbitohs. Yeah, Lee's uh, Lee's in charge of our drone, but yeah, just keep him on his toes. And you mentioned the last one. I'm um, I'm also an astrophotographer. And how what that involves is like I've got a telescope and a mount and special astro camera and I'll uh, I'll show you after the show. So no point showing you during the podcast, but mm. I'll show you some of my images that have uh, of all these things that I've shot in the you know deep sky objects in the like nebula and galaxies and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've seen some of your photos, and I remember we talked the other week about when I went to. Cape Town um, a few years ago, back in 2014, and we were at a, uh, a safari park and they had the giant telescope out for us one night to have a look into the sky and they said, you can see Saturn. Yep. And I'm thinking, what am I going to see here? Like, I'm going to s- see this little blob, like nothing, and they're going to tell me it's Saturn. I'm going to go, wow, that's Saturn. Anyway, you look through this giant telescope and it was clear as yeah. a bell, this round blue planet with the rings around it. You could see it clear as anything. It That's was amazing. Seeing that for the first time, I remember that when I did that too. I've seen Jupiter, Saturn and Mars when it was in the sky yeah. late last year. That's remarkable. It's mm. it's uh, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that too through the telescope, and I couldn't believe when I looked up there, there was a random house guy. I thought, what's, <laughs> that, what's he doing up there? They're, they're absolutely yeah. everywhere. There's red and green up there. That's I'm right. disappointed. I the thought flag. there was going to be a Mars bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's is that coming. joke of the week, is it? <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Not bad. Some of your best. Uh, They're everywhere. Very good. So <laughs> let, let's talk about early life in the, the Fennick family, one of four brothers. And yes. Three that played with South Sydney. That's right. Yeah, yeah. myself, uh, my brother, well, Mario, of course, and my brother Joe, my late brother Joe. He was uh, a South man, went, then went to play for the Roosters as well after, after South. Yeah, he wasn't uh, – he saw an opportunity over over the road, mate, and and took it. And good luck to him. But, yep. uh, yeah, it was. I, I remember playing a lot of footy with my brothers. As I mentioned, they were a bit older mm. than me. Like Joe was eight years older than me. Mario was seven years older than me. Mm. But oh, I'd always tag along and play play our touch footy. And they uh, they take me down the park, and that that was sort of footy. They were playing footy all the time, and that was all we did as well. Mm. Uh, but I I was the only one who played for Botany. I, I was a Botany Rams junior. My all my brothers, including my younger brother Michael, mm. they all played for Mascot. Right. But I had we had a gun Botany side with uh, Mavo played in my side. Mm. Steve Maven, Manoa Thompson later on played with us as mm. well. Uh, we we won I think seven comps in a row and like three undefeated. It was it was a great side that we had and uh, our last comp that we won was in nineteen eighty three. Mm. 
and uh, I was still at school, of course, and then I, I was playing in our school side. I went to school, actually, Ello and I was, went to the same high school, to Pagewood Morris Brothers, and Ello, I think, was captain of the A grade when I was, I think, in, in year, year eight or year nine. And uh, school cop that, footy, cop that. yeah, <laughs> it was, it was, no, but it was school footy. The I good really thing enjoyed. Hello, repeated six times. They, they finished school at the same time. <laughs> no, no, he's, oh, you got no, a couple of years blocking. on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, footy was all we, it was all we did back then. It was great, and and school footy, as I mentioned, was was that was fantastic because Pagewood, we were we were like we were Souths, Marsland was Easts. And you had uh, Cogra was like St. George, Lewisham was Canterbury. So it yeah, was like a little yeah. mini NRL comp. Yeah. And played against some some amazing players. Uh, and, and one one memory, uh, it's kind of a bad memory, sticks in my mind when we played in the under 16s. Uh, we were undefeated all season, played against Marsland in the grand final and lost. Mm. And to this day, that still troubles me. That was 1984. I think all, all from under 12s to A grade, it was a Pagewood, Marcelin grand final. Mm. I think we only won one of the games and we, we lost We lost after being undefeated all year. Wow. Yeah. Some really good still quality. Still pain. I still feel the pain of that. Yeah. <laughs> really good quality football at schoolboy level Fantastic. back then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was awesome. And it was when back when the Commonwealth Bank Cup was on. Remember, you yeah, used to be on yeah. TV and yep. I think Greg Alexander and Sturlow were the mm. product of, of schoolboy footy and – uh, it was a great time. Yeah, I had uh, had a fantastic time playing. The it was the MCC comp for uh, Pagewood every Thursday. Remember, we played Thursdays. Nagel Park was our home ground, and then we'd travel to the other other grounds. Yeah, it was, it was the only day I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he was working as a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Actually, I, I just talking about um, Pagewood and the MCC house. You're a Pagewood boy too, aren't you, mate? I, I yeah. certainly am, and I had the pleasure of playing. He blew in there. He blew <laughs> in. <laughs> I, I just came in to help him win the MCC. That's all. <laughs> well, you played with my brother Michael. Well, that's Michael, what I was just about to say. Was in your side. I was just about to say yeah. Michael was an outstanding hooker and. Michael was part of the squad, the the Pagewood Morris side that won Pagewood's first ever MCC, yes. and he got revenge against Marcel and for you because you we go. knocked them out in the semi final. Michael had a whale of a game that day. I remember it distinctly. And Michael was a very, very strong player. Probably would have played for South, but there was this other great hooker around at the time, and um, <laughs> Sean Garlic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. uh, Michael was a fa- fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I played against him in about four grand finals as well, Michael. He played for Mascot. I played for the great Kenzo side. Yep. We beat him in all four. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, Michael was always a really, yeah, really good tough goal opponent. kicker, too. He was goal kicker. Yeah. yeah. Mate, he he was, I thought he was half. Back actually, he played halfback. At Mascot, he did yeah, yeah. at Pagewood Morris. Yeah, he was hooking, hooker, there you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah, yeah. He pushed yours truly to the back row, but um, there you go. No, and you're right. They, they, you did win, beat Marcelin, and to get to the final, and you won it. It was it was that '92 or yeah, yeah. against Lewisham. Yeah. Um, Big Solomon right. Romano. He's never been the same after he felt the yeah. wrath of my couple of shots. Actually, he played against Paul Osborne. Paul Osborne played yeah. against me. He played for Lewisham, Paul Osborne. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, yeah, yeah. Actually, next week we might do a feature on the Donato family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just on Shannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 keep talking about himself. Let's <laughs> 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 Solo, we got to do a bit of a stink that game, and he hit me with that when he left, so I was begging for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard Mario talk about um, he started playing rugby league basically to try and fit in. Yes. Um, Was that similar for you or was it more about 
following your your brothers. Yeah, it was follow, following yeah. along. I think it was just it was footy or nothing. That yeah. was kind of the vibe back then. And we used to play any opportunity we had. We'd have a football and be be kicking the ball around. We we had a we, we used to live in Botany and there was a mm. there was a patch of ground. We used to call it the side. Let's go play on the side. It was this. Mm. Bit, we used to play footy there every afternoon. And it was just, mate, it was just a reflex action. There was nothing else you could have done back then. And all my mates were, were playing for Botany as well. And Borley Park was just around the corner from our house. So it was no, it was easy to get to training and yep. back. And, mate, it was all I wanted to do. Yeah. Now, yeah. We, we often see your mum, Doris, with you at the, at the game. She's, what was first, <laughs> she's first in the car with me. She's <laughs> Before my wife, she comes to the game with me. Well, was she begging for a daughter? Yeah, she was, mate. She was hoping I. She was hoping I'd be a girl, but I disappointed her. And then Mikey Don't came along. It, yeah. <laughs> I was biting my tongue. Yeah, I think it's bleeding. But you know, no, she didn't have any daughters, but she's got some lovely daughters-in-law and uh, some great granddaughters as well now. Yeah, so uh, very good. Yeah, so uh, all, all good there. And she's very passionate. Oh the yeah, game. She's yeah. Very she's vocal. with me every game, every single game. If I've if I'm invited, I say, look, I need to bring my mum with me. And yeah. That's she's yeah. uh, always there with me, and my wife comes along too. If, if, if there's a function on or something, she'll be there. You know, if there's a if there's a wine and a feed in it, she'll be there. Sounds like a nice family. Sounds like my family. No, she'll come along. I take I take my son with me too, my son Aaron, or anyone who wants to come along. Well, I'm there. I'm there all every week. So yeah. if anyone else wants to accompany me, they're more than welcome. But mum's always there. I've so, seen dad in the gym a couple of times up here. Yes, in the he is. Yeah, he's up here. Yeah, my dad's 82 now. He's uh, wow. still fighting fit. Yeah, he is. Uh, touch wood, the jeans, mate. It's in the jeans that I'm as fit as him when I'm 82. Hello. Yeah, Can I just ask, yeah. well, what were you doing in the gym to see Joey there? Did you get lost? <laughs> you <laughs> left, <laughs> I got a, he the left his wallet in there. Got off on the wrong floor. <laughs> oh, this isn't the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't uh, Pinocchio's. Pinocchio's does over for breakfast. Now, you mentioned earlier having the opportunity to play with Mario at first grade level, but let's take it back a little bit before that. What about your first grade debut? We saw footage yep. of it on Twitter yeah, recently. Trev- Trevor, you yeah, that, yeah that's right. It was, <laughs> but I made my debut in for my first year in grade. It was 1988. It was uh, May the 28th. Remember the date, of course, Ben. Um, the thing that that week is that Mario Mario had an infection in his elbow, so he was well he was named but couldn't play because he, he was uh, had an elbow infection, and the reserve grade hooker at the time was Paul Judd, uh, and he was un, he was he'd been suspended for he he elbowed Sterlo got cop six weeks, so he was out. Mario was out with his infection, and so they 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 I trained with the first grade squad uh, late that, that week and fit in at hooker and and didn't wasn't. Wasn't didn't know for sure that I was going to play until the next morning. George said, "Look, I'll we'll let you know." I think they were going to put Wayne Chisholm at hooker, but then they decided, "Look, we need a specialist hooker." So they they decided to to bring me up and mm. the um the because I, I was actually I'm, I was a cadet journalist at the time working at the at the Daily Telly. So and I was actually a league writer. I was writing league as part of my cadetship at mm. that time. Mm. So it was it was uh, the next morning, the, the back page headline, I think South's Gamble on Rookie had my little headshot there and Ray Cheston wrote the story, made up all my quotes, didn't even bother to talk to me, made up all my quotes <laughs> to say how excited I was. Like the yeah. doesn't sound like the telegraph. doesn't sound like Chet. Our debut on that four pages. Yeah. Four pages. But it was, but it was the, the, the fact that it was against Wests, or we played against Wests, 
And you got to remember, Tom, as I mentioned, I was covering league matches. I was a league rider. I was like number six below Fralingos, Hanson, Prentice, Adams, Chesterton. I was the lowest ranked league rider. So I'd get sent to all the crap games. And the crap games, the lower team was West. Mm. Here's me. Been writing about West, bagging Wests in the paper, like naming them how bad they're going. Wayne Warren Ryan threatening to ban me from the dressing room, and then I'm lining up the blokes I was writing about. I'm, I'm, they're running at me oh, now, no. so that, that that made for an interesting debut. What a difference in journalism today, mate. When when, when you were back doing it, the the, the games weren't all. Live on TV and people, no. you had to write on the games back then, didn't you? Did you ever write on? Yeah, you know, what happened in the yep. in the you know six, 16th minute of the first half? Yeah, you'd have Donato to sort of drop his third ball for the match. <laughs> like that, you know? no, you're right, and the games the games were also on at the same time. Yeah, like Sundays at the three o'clock. Yeah. Remember they used to around, yeah. let's go around the grounds, and yeah. then and but now they're all back to back. They're all one after the other. And yeah, you're right. It was it was more writing. The report was like a blow by blow of the of the match of what happened in the 16th minute, as you said, and trying to add a bit of colour to it. But then, uh, by the time I became sports editor, it was like the situation was you, you could watch every game live, and and it became more of like a, I just just tell my reporters, hey, look, people have seen this already. You need to give me something that that is more about the game, not not a blow by blow. Mm. And that, that you're right, it has changed immensely since, so since then. It used to give you the facts back then, and now it's just <laughs> like reading a glossy magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Gossip it's column, it. isn't it? Yeah. It's more of yeah, a gossip. it is. It is. Yeah, player movement, and then our columnists used to come up with a lot of great stories. And and I remember when I was sports editor, one of the biggest stories when I was sports editor was the uh, the bulldog salary cap scandal. Remember they mm. they 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 broke the salary cap. Um, that that was a big story, and and having having to cover that, uh, that 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 was pretty big. The other big story, uh, and when the other when the Canterbury salary cap thing happened, and they realised, look, I've got to we've got to get rid of some players. I remember, I think my favourite back page I ever did as a sports editor was a story about how Tim Sheens, who I think was coaching the Cowboys at the time, wanted wanted to buy some of the Bulldog players, and the headline I came up with was. Uh, well, first of all, the picture I had was uh, I superimposed Tim Sheen's head on a person who's pushing a, a shopping trolley, and the headline I came up with was "How much is that doggy in the window?" <laughs> it was the back page, That's very my good. proudest back page I've ever done. Oh, okay. Boy, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but as, as Can you sing the song? <laughs> <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> How much is <laughs> But it was uh, as my – because at the time I was sports editor, Phil Rothfield was executive sports editor. So I was sports editor of the Daily Telly. There was another guy, I think Bill Rule was editor of the sports editor of the Sunday oh, Telly. Yeah. And um, Phil Rothfield was our our executive sports editor. And I remember him saying to me that what we used to say to each other, he said, mate, good journalism. That was very good journalism. What do you <laughs> – the back page. That <laughs> yeah. was our little catch cry. Good, You come up with a good story, a good line. Yeah, good journalism, yeah. he used to say to me. Hello, can I ask? Like Steve talking about that story is really interesting. Could you imagine today, seriously, if some of the journos played a game of NRL? Could you? Oh, what, what, what do you think like, would happen? Yeah. How would Danny Whiteley <laughs> go? You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> <right now>? <laughs> <laughs> How would Ryan feel? Yeah, what do you want? I'd say the match review committee be very busy. <laughs> Yeah, be like Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was no there was no video ref back then, or there was no, no, yeah. not as, the scrutiny wasn't as much. But uh, well. at least I gave as good as I got. Let's just say yeah, on that day, and I remember good. that we won as well. We won the game, and I remember I was nervous as hell, of course. And I remember Les Davidson was the prop, 
And our first scrum, he could see how nervous I was. And he put his arm around me. He goes, don't worry, mate. We'll look after you. Yeah. And I thought, oh, mate, that's – and then bring it on. I thought, it just, all my nerves just disappeared. Yeah. I thought, right, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Very good. Very everyone good. In, everyone <laughs> in the opposition started <laughs> shitting themselves. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, um, we'll continue on with the media theme now. We're in it. Now, an interesting point you make around the timing was – you must have been involved as deputy sports editor or sports editor at the time that the Rabbitohs were kicked out of the competition. Yep. And you're working for News Limited. That I must was, have been mate. a real yeah. internal struggle for you. Absolutely. I think I was in a very unique position yeah. where there was no one. I, I played for the club, was working for News Limited, and there was the, the, the court case going on mm. and all this stuff happened. A Super League was happening and you would get people ringing up and telling us what they think of us and, come. yeah, I'm never buying the paper again and – uh, and the the thing I couldn't say was that, like, I agree with them. I agree yeah. with you. The day South got kicked out of the comp in the office, I wore a black armband in the office just to express my sort of my disappointment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they respected that and they knew how I felt about it, but yeah. I still had to do my job. Yeah. Like my job was still to, uh, working in there in sport. But there was one there was one occasion there where before I, I became sports editor in 2000, but in, in when the march happened, which was a Sunday, that was 99, the march, was it 99? There was whenever, one in 99 yeah, and one yeah. in 2000. The, first, the yeah. first march I can remember, which was the, the one you know, led by George down from the club all the way through to, to Town Hall. Mm. Yep. That was on a Sunday. Mm. And, and at the time, I, I filled in as a sports editor. I was deputy at the time. I'd be a sports editor because that was his day off. So I'd be mm. sports editor. And I remember the editor at the time, Kyle Allen, was the editor of the Daily Telegraph. Very famous editor was my editor at the Mirror, the Telly. He went over then to the New York Post and mm. just, a real, just a legend in journalism. Yeah. And I remember him calling me in the office and saying, and I, and I walked in there saying, okay, so my 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 thought was that the march was going to be what I call FBI, front, back, and inside. We used to say it's, yep. it's FBI. And I remember him saying to me, he goes, no, mate, bury it. Yeah, he said to me. I said, are you sure? Is this a big story? He goes, bury it. And so back then, the the the, the sports section of the telly on a Monday was a lift out. Mm. So there was the. Front half and the back half of the of the lift out. I still remember the page number. It was page seventy three. I put it on, mm. and it was past the fold. Or, or it was on the page just before the racing details and results wow. started. And and I've I've that was the one one day I was ashamed to be a journalist. That yeah. one day, so you wake up the next morning. Of course, it splashed all across the Herald, Herald yeah. main story on on the on the TV. It was mm. massive news, mm. and it, like. People know knew me as the sports editor back then. If they yeah. thought it was my, me doing that, yeah. you know, and you couldn't write a note on every copy of the t- paper that it wasn't my idea. No. So, mate, I was just ashamed of that of what mm. happened, and yeah, you know, we we we've seen the result, the outcome. And when the thing the thing that got my goat though was when when South were readmitted to the competition. Mm. They went to town on it. Yeah. The paper went to town. What a big story! And I'm thinking, you hypocrites! I'm yeah. thinking, I felt I was filthy. I'm thinking. What we've went through, yeah. and we just rode the wave. We just did. They did their job. We mm. were just. And back then, though, during especially during Super League, we were whatever whatever back page we come up with. It was you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Someone would read an angle into it to say that oh, you're you know you're Murdoch lovers and all this yeah. sort of gear and Super League and all this. So it was a very difficult time. I'm sure you guys remember the Super League war, how how tough it was. Yeah. And here's me right in the guts of it, right in the middle yeah. of it. Trying to deal with not only what the company's doing, but also what the readers are ringing in and telling me about. The day South got kicked out of the comp, there were people ringing up. Honestly, I'd put the phone down and the phone would ring the second it was put down again. Yeah. And people were saying to me, 
you, the Foxtel box is on the footpath. Come and get it. I've thrown it out the front door. I'll never buy your paper again. And some of the colourful language they shared with me, it was a very emotional time. Yeah. And I was right in the heart of it. Wow. That must have been such a difficult internal oh, yeah. struggle it for It was tough. Just very tough. Yeah. 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 Steve, you also mentioned one time, I don't know whether it was the second March, uh, you told him about uh, burying the story deep inside the paper and near the races. The good thing is, Ella would have saw that story near the, <laughs> near the <laughs> races. Near the race results. <laughs> yeah. Pick a winner. Back a winner, mate. <laughs> that was 20 something years ago and he still hasn't since then. But I, I, I was just going to say, you, I also remember you telling me a story about, you know, being. Uh, News Corp or News Limited as they were at the time I'm being really worried about the sentiment and the tone and yeah. and, and, and barricading up the, the offices yeah, yeah, as that's the march right. went so past. The march was on a Sunday and News Limited is in Holt Street which is like a block a block or two blocks back from Central and Chalmers Street mm. sort of not far from where the march was going to go yeah. and the new News Corp they were worried that the fans were going to come and just trash the building so what they did, they boarded up the whole bottom floor of News Limited. Every like there was a shop and glass and everything. The whole bottom level of News Limited was all boarded up wow. in in anticipation that someone might come and come and destroy the place. But not one supporter came near the place. So yeah. I think they 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 were a bit, uh, a bit worried for nothing there. But yeah, yeah you're right. They, they 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 did go to all those precautions. Yeah, what an amazing time it for was. the club, but also someone in the unique position that Steve was. Yeah, in. yes, having to make those <laughs> decisions and maintain a level of professionalism for your career, but also have that. Yeah, struggling. No, it's, it weighed on me heavily. It. Still yeah. does. Still does. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I remember from that time is like we were on death's door as a club, and ultimately it was our members and our people power that got us back. But I. I remember hoping that the club would one day get back to its glory days and become pride of the league, but I just never saw a way in which it could happen. I, I guess I lost hope a, a little bit, and it was amazing that we got back in the comp, but we did struggle for a little bit after we got back in, and I thought, yeah. okay, we might just yeah. peter along for a while. But to look at where we are now with, you know, no matter what metric you use to measure the success of a club, you know, we're, we're leading, whether yeah. that's, um, you know, membership numbers, merchandise sales numbers, ratings on TV, um, digital traffic, whatever it is, yeah. we're, we're, yeah, not, absolutely. So we're back right. to pride of the league from being on death's yep. door. Like, we were absolutely it's a remarkable story. on life support at and, that and time. And when, when, when Souths made the grand final in 2014, I, I turned my website into my website, I turned to red and green and wrote a story about what this me- what this means to me and Souths yeah. fans, how – 14 years ago we weren't didn't weren't around and mm. to come from being non-existent to winning a premiership is, is just a remarkable achievement in, yeah. in considering what we've gone through but mm. just epitomized uh, yeah what our members and fans are all about I mean the you know the, the club was born in Redfern back in a you know a tough area back in the day and and culturally culturally people have come through there and just you know they've had struggles you know, in, in certain areas in their lives. And this was another big struggle for them. But Absolutely. like everything in South, as you say, when, when we first came back in, back in the 2004, 2005, we were getting some terrible hidings. Yeah, but there's the same people would come back to the club after the game and clap the players. Yeah. You know, and to be fair, during those periods, I mean, the, the players we had there weren't as good as some of the ones in other clubs, but... You know, there was no way they were laying down in games. They just couldn't. They just couldn't get the job done. You know, yeah. and that's that's been the struggle all along. And I think having the members go through that and then come through out the other end like they have today, it's a, it it's great for the club. We didn't merge with anyone else. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. that was that's that was the biggest too, decision yeah. of all. Absolutely, that we didn't merge yeah. with anyone else. Yeah. We've held you can't take identity. that back once no, you've done exactly it. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And all the clubs that have seem to have trouble down the track. 
yeah. with the divide. You know, yep. so. Absolutely right. Yeah. Imagine merging with the roosters like that. No, back yeah. there. Wouldn't, the big talk was the sharks. Fan. I think they wanted yeah. to merge yeah. with the sharks. Yeah. I remember yeah. we had a, we had a little like a mock up of a jersey, so the the South Sydney Sharks. I think the mock-up was like a car- cartoon of my brother, so we got mm. my brother and in, in put him in this mock jumper that we made up. But like you said, no, st- sticking true to our own, staying as our own club, mm. I think was was crucial to our success today because, like I said, you merge, you can't undo that knot. You can't untie that knot once it's done. Like, wouldn't yeah. all Sydney fans love to have stood on their own now? Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. You know, they merged with Manly and then disappeared when they got stuffed around. Yeah, yeah and, so. and by us, it just made us stronger internally by sticking together. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and then, you know, the rest is history now. Yeah, they certainly the underestimated fourth. the support and the love of the club, didn't they? There they was, did. that, That's what, one thing that – I remember the day before the the, – because the court case was coming up and we, we were – it was like odds on the South were going to get out of the comp, kicked out of the comp. And I was in the meeting, the editorial meeting with, with all, every, every – uh, like there was Peter Fralingos in there, Kyle Allen, everyone was in the room and everyone thought, okay, when this happens, when, when, when? And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. Has anyone thought that we might not, we might stay in? Like mm. no one give, has there, anyone given that consideration? Mm. And uh, Chippy, God bless him, he's, uh, he's uh, the late Peter Fralingos turned around and he goes, and he, as one of Chippy's lines, he goes, Steve, in the fair income department, mate, they're gone. And he had the best mail around. So he, he, he was obviously, he was right. But um, yeah, I still held out hope right to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So you moved on from the sports side of things and moved into the, the tech side of things. Yeah, so did. was that yeah. always a love for you? Mate, I was a tech man. Even when I was a, a sports writer, I was always an early adopter. I think I bought the first DVD player. was massive thing. It cost me it cost me a bomb. And I think I got the one of the first iPods that, that, that came out. So I was always into the, into the tech. And um, at the time... I was I was working in sport, but what had happened? Um, they took me off sport for a period, so I, they wanted to, the Herald had started a Central Coast newspaper, mm. and the Herald couldn't have something that News Limited never had. So they said, right, you. So they took me off sport. So right, you lead this team, make a make a paper to oppose this paper. I went okay, and the they had a, a, its own their own title, and. My strategy was, right, we're going to use the strength of the Daily Telly brand and make the Central Coast extra so it's a lift out within an already strong newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I had like a team of about like 15, 20 people and we we started this and like months later I handed it off to and the, the, the Herald's paper folded and we were still going. I think to this day there are still Central Coast extra pages in the, in the Daily Telegram. Mm. And so I fully expected to go back to sport. But they saw the success of that. They said, "No, no, we want you to do other things." So they made me assistant editor of the paper. Mm. And one of my one of my uh, one of my tasks was to come up with new products for the paper. Mm. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm into the tech, and, and I was frustrated of me reading all the tech in all the other papers, the Australian, the Herald. There was nothing in our paper, mm. and so I pitched a, an idea where, you know, it, this was this was early two thousand, so two thousand two, two thousand and three. There were suddenly people buying flat screen TVs. We had digital cameras and all this stuff in our life, and there was nothing really in our paper to sort of hold people's hand to explain all this to them. Mm. So the picture I had was: we need a lift out for people who know nothing about tech. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really it'll be it'll appeal to advertisers. It'll appeal to the readers. Appeal to market. That, that was the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, says the bloke sending yeah. text messages via email somehow. Yeah. That's no, a gift. just, uh, the, the idea, term. I floated the idea and in, in 2003, October 2003, we thought, okay, let's give it a crack. 
and it just went nuts. It went the advertisers loved it, and it went then the the, the idea that I had was called the Connect Lifter. It went from to Sydney, and then Melbourne had it, Brisbane, Adelaide, and the whole group then took it on. Was eventually to the point where it was making more money than the Daily Telly Sports section. Wow! At one point, which is massive. And uh, Harvey Norman jumped on. I think they had like an $8 million sponsorship deal for the group and it was a huge success. And uh, so that sort of set me on the path of tech and became uh, a tech writer and was traveling around the world to all the events and consumer electronic shows and everything. But at the end of 2010, what they did, they, they, they merged all the sections. They, they created, <clears throat> excuse me, they created a, rather than having individual sections, they wanted to make one section for the whole group. And that was a total screw-up. They, mm. they totally ruined the section. And uh, I thought, I can do this better on my own. Mm. So that's what, what made me, prompted me to leave and start Tech Guide. In, mm. uh, I left in December 2010, and Tech Guide was born January 2011. Mm. And we just had our 10th anniversary a few months ago. And uh, it's same sort of approach where, you know, 99% of the population aren't experts, mm. which is a huge audience. And sort of, I'm, I'm I'm talking to the mums and dads who are trying to deal with this the new technology. Yep, and media and, managers that and don't people, know how to exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but, stuff but no, it's up. been it's been a massive success. <laughs> oh, the business is booming. It's it's been great. I've got a lot of support from a lot of companies and advertisers, including the great TCL as one of Tech Guide's advertisers. They've been with me for years. Yep. Uh, and uh, so I've had a lot of great support, and the the site's doing very well. I've got the podcast as well. And uh, Trevor and I, we've been podcasting for more than ten years now. So we. Uh, we we uh, we do a weekly podcast as well, but on my Tech Guide podcast, I get a lot of other guests. I've had Adam Reynolds on my show, and I've had other various celebrities on there as well, talking about how they use tech and how how they uh, use it in their personal and professional life. But uh, yeah, it's been great, now, and the site's doing really well. Yeah, that's yeah. great, Steve. Congratulations, ten years of Tech Guide. That's a that's a fair achievement, and um, you know, tech's constantly evolving. I've got to say, how you said you've always been in the tech. Actually, so is Ello. You know, you were saying you got the first DVD <laughs> players or whatever. Ello, Ello has always been in the tech. He had the first um, Abacus and the first um, <laughs> Sundial when they came out back in his day, and yeah. the hourglass, the sand glass. Ello, Ello had those cutting edge yeah. when he was when he was a young bloke. Yep, old school. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Very What's good. What's the score now? First pork sausage that ever came out. <laughs> What's the score over there, Ella? <laughs> We've lost count. Oh, no one laughed at that yeah. one. Yeah. Close to Sydney, they're not much. What's an abacus? <laughs> I was going to say, you've done 10 years of uh, two blokes talking tech. We're just hoping to get to 10 episodes yes. of this. Yes. <laughs> well, well, two two weeks to go. Behind, two yeah. weeks to go. No, we get the well, number you 10. Know what? You got the best ingredient. You got the banter, which is what people yeah. like. Trevor, Trevor and I, we gibber on about other stuff. That's why yep. people listen. They yeah. wait for us to go off on a tangent for 20 minutes. Yep. That's why people listen. And you guys have yep. got that. It's funny. And that's his life. <laughs> going off on there you, say, go, mate. you said the band is why people listen. Shannon Tangent Donata. You say Bant is the reason people listen. Bant is the reason my wife doesn't listen. That's why we talk about our wives on our podcast because they don't listen, mate. So you can get away with it. Well, the best thing about it, he wrote that down about Abigail. He couldn't spell it properly. That's why I said Sundial instead. 
Oh, very good. Now, outside of footy and outside of your work, you've obviously got a lot of interest. We mentioned Star Wars earlier on and your astro photography, yes. your, your drone piloting, but you're also involved in the um, the South Sydney Past Players Association. Yeah, yeah, have been for the last couple of years and uh, Shannon's on, on the that committee as well. Uh, and uh, we, we meet, I think, once a month and organise events and uh, try to get the, all the old boys together from all different eras. Uh, I, I proudly come to all those old boy functions, and I remember talking to Sean saying, mate, I'd love to get involved uh, to, if there's any more I can do, sort of maybe lend my tech expertise, maybe if there's any kind of there. And I think I redesigned the logo. That was sort of one of my jobs I had to do. And uh, it's been great being involved. I've always got a, a deep love for the club, as you know, and, and being involved with the past players has been a pleasure. It's been really enjoyable. There's a big event coming up too, isn't there? There yeah, is. Yeah, there, yes. There Excitement is. Thank machine. You, thank you for the for the plug here. We're what celebrating. What a segue. What a man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, what getting, a man. he's getting silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> silky smooth. Uh, yeah, it's on Saturday the 1st of May here at the Juniors in the Winter Room. Saturday 1st of May. We're celebrating Excitement Machines, uh, nine of the most exciting players for the Rabbitohs over the last 60 years. And they'll, they'll all be in attendance, all bar... I'll let the cat out of the bag. Greg Inglis is one of them, and unfortunately, no. uh, he's not able to, to how attend. Did he, how did he get a vote? <laughs> <laughs> how, how did Shannon not put himself in there? That's well, what we had to, we had to talk him down. A few other spots. We had, to, we, had to, we had to talk and say, Shannon, you, Shannon or Greg Inglis? Let's think. <laughs> Listen, at all, when you see him come up as MC on the highlights, we've had a late entrance. Yeah, I've brought my own highlights package. Can we get this on the screen? For three seconds. <laughs> so it's on Saturday, the 1st of May at the Juniors. It's a lunchtime, 12 to 4. Um, it'll be a great day. Not only will um, the excitement machines be in the room and get to meet those guys, but we'll have a, a number of our current NRL squad there and um, some of our coaching staff as well. So Saturday, 1st of May, if you want to get your tickets, uh, email events at southplayers.com. That's events at southplayers.com for the function on 1st of May from 12 to 4. Uh, be a great event. It's $150 a ticket or 1400 for a table of 10. Be a really good afternoon with um, current and past greats, and uh, the the old boys always put on great functions. And the proceeds yep. from this function, most importantly, go to keeping the old boys connected to the club. So, on all of our um, regional away games, so we've got games in Dubbo and Sunshine Coast and Central Coast, have old boys events and. It subsidises those, the proceeds from this, and also helps out some of our um, old boys when they hit hard times as well. Um, and even now, we have old boys now that um, uh, an option for them just to register online and get tickets to every um, Rabbitohs home game at um, Stadium Australia as well. And we give them a little food and beverage voucher as well. And it's just about keeping those old boys connected, felt part of the club. LA's been really, really strong supporter of it. I know when players make their debut, LA calls on the old boys to present the jerseys and those kind of things. And I think our old boys association's never been stronger. And I think the connection from the old boys to the club and so the current squad know the history and the the DNA of what they represent and understand those that dug the well, it's been really strong and it's it's because of people like Steve on the on the committee and, and current management in the football department like LO really supporting the the old boys just celebrating our history. Yeah, it's fantastic. And we saw the, the great work that the old boys did as well recently up in Port Macquarie with um, young Jake Spurdle and supporting all of the fundraising that we were helping with um, for his health battle that, that he's going through. And there was a, a bus full. I believe you drove the bus, Shannon. Amazing they got there and back. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said we're going for Chinese. Next minute we rocked up in Port Macquarie. 
they still have a good weekend. <laughs> but it's great to see that the old boys are getting behind all aspects of the club. Absolutely, you know, they've really, really bought in. And as I said, it's important to acknowledge those that dug the well and, and so the current players know what they represent when they pull on the red and green. And no club has a prouder history than us. We've won 21 premierships. We're one of only two foundation clubs. You know, we are the pride of the league and, and our old boys help um, perpetuate that um, culture in our club, which is really important. And the, the current squad is going to be at this event too, aren't they? So they, they, they're being very, they're very supportive of, uh, of any of our events as well. Yeah, that, that's a thrill to have them there also. It was a great event in Mudgee too for the old boys. A lot of them came up there. There's a, a group of them go, got there a couple of days before, yeah. played a bit of golf, had yeah. a few dinners together. Went to the races. Races. And, yeah, and, then, and then the obviously the game. A few beers too, I think they had, didn't they? <laughs> Maybe, well, yeah. it was interesting. Uh, Mudgee's renowned as a wine district and apparently they ran out of wine after four hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, had to squeeze some more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't drive the bus around Mudgee. <laughs> It was Uber around Mudgee that weekend. I was designated driver that weekend. That was my job. You were too, Jess. I was. Um, so to wrap it all up, of the top four of Steve Fennick, your top four moments of your time at the Rabbitohs? Mate, I, I uh, well, obviously my first grade debut was a big deal, mate, and Mar- having Mario was sort of in my ear and very supportive. And at the time I think, mate, all I want to do is make you, if, if I make you happy that I've gone all right, then that'll do. And, and, and I did. That, that was a real proud moment. Uh, I also represented New South Wales in the under-21s uh, two years in a row. We're 88, 89. In 1988, we were actually coached by Jack Gibson. Yeah, right. He was our coach back then. And, uh I think Darren Brown and Scott Wilson were also in that squad from Souths. Yep. And Paul Harrigan, I think, was the prop. I was hooker and Paul Harrigan was my prop in the so it was a lot of great players in yeah. that side. So that was that was a big thrill. Um the moment well forget uh, uh, Forgettable moment or, or disappointing moment was I, I did my knee in nineteen eighty nine. I I did my ACL. Uh and that was the year we actually went on to win the comp. So yeah. our, our under twenty one side. It was against Penrith at the footy stadium. I think Sean Garlic, short pass off Sean Garlic, and I'm in the clear fullback to beat. Mm. Stepped off my left foot and stepped off it too hard and actually did my knee wow. stepping off my foot. So no one laid a hand on me. I just fell to the ground mm. and was out for six months, didn't miss, miss the grand final. So I, I walked the lap of honour with the boys in uh, 89. That was the year when, when Canberra, remember, they beat Balmain in the, in the extra time grand final. Yeah. So we beat Canberra in, the, in that grand final as well. So that, that was a, a regrettable moment. But mm. The other highlight was uh, I, I told you how proud I was to play with Mario, but I actually played against him as well. So my, my last year at South was 91 and Mario's first year was at Norths. Yeah. And I played, in, I played first grade that day against my brother at North Sydney Oval. And that, that was a remarkable experience. And they just beat us too. It was 14-12 they won the game. Mm. I remember late in the game, Mario's there trying to sort of milk the bit of time. I said, come on, mate, get up. We can win this. And he, he, he took his time. And, <laughs> and uh, it, it was – we had a really nice photo after the game. Like Bob Barker, who was uh, – I, I was still working on the paper at the time. He came up and took this really nice photo of my brother and I. He's in his north gear and I'm in my south gear, sort of we're sort of hugging each other. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I got that in a frame at home. It's also in the book. We included that in the in the in personal best. But that was another key moment as well. And my parents were on on egg. They didn't know who to support that day. Yeah. They, were, they were praying for a draw. But yeah. uh, North <laughs> North got the money that day. Uh, very good. Very well. It's. Uh the next hour, if you two want to leave, we're going to do the top four of every episode of Star Wars if you two want to take <laughs> off. So. Bring it on, mate. Let's go. Now, can I ask, can I, have you watched it, mate? Have you ever watched them? Uh, yes, I have, actually. Okay. All, right. All yeah. of them? No, no. Okay. Have you got Please. Disney Plus? They've now got the Ewoks Caravan of Courage on there. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. And the, and the Star Wars Holiday Special as well. Yeah, that's a cracker. Can I, can I just say, I, 
I don't have Disney Plus, but I, I do have a life. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm one better than you. It's, uh, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Steve, thank you very much for taking us through all that. An amazing story and an amazing career you've had in football and outside of footy. That that chat about the Super League period, I've been wanting to ask you about that. For, yeah. For a long time and the internal struggle with that, that must have been really tough. But thank you for coming in and uh, – and I hope you stick around for the rest of the, sure, rest of the episode. We've got some, uh, some good stuff to go through. So we'll go to our first break. Now, we mention it every week, the official Rabbitohs merchandise store down at uh, the Heffron Park Tennis Centre on Bunurong Road in Maroubra. They've got all the latest gear from classic sportswear in there now, the jerseys, the polo shirts. They've got hats, flags, caps, everything that you could need to get ready for the games out at Stadium Australia and everywhere else that we play around the country during the 2021 season. So make sure you head down there. And it's right near where the new Community and High Performance Centre is going to be built. So you can check out that area as well and see where the new home of the Rabbitohs will be in the next couple of years. And if you can't make it there, if you live a little bit further away than the South Sydney District, you can shop online at shop.rabbitohs.com.au and they've got all the latest gear as well, Shannon. And as we like to do each week, any new gear in this week? We certainly do, Jez. With Anzac Day being a couple of weeks away, we're just We've just launched our Anzac jersey, which is a tribute to 100 years of the RAWF. So it's got a very strong RAWF feel and theme, and it's a it's a fantastic jersey. It's like nothing else that we've ever done before, and um, you know it's a great homage to all of our servicemen, but particularly the RAWF. So encourage people to get out because I don't think we'll we'll have one like it again in, uh, for a long time. It's very unique and very rare. So encourage everybody to jump online and have a look. And as you said, you can get out to the shop or online, but we're also every Rabbitohs home game, you can get your kit as well. Yeah, it is certainly unique. Like, I don't think I've ever... We've had a, a couple of different jersey colours, the blacks and the whites, particularly with the Indigenous jerseys over the year, but this is a blue jersey to signify the Air Force um, and wow. their 100-year anniversary. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's quite striking and something very different. And a lot of questions that we've seen online is, we're playing the Titans in that game and it looks like a Titans jersey. Are they going to be wearing a blue jersey as well? I think we can... We can say they aren't. No, we can say they're definitely not wearing a blue jersey. The, the clash won't be an issue. They've got their own uh, Anzac theme jersey, which is different to their traditional jersey as well. I won't I let the cat out of the bag for those guys. But, um, you know, Russell had a big hand in this in our um, liaison with the RAAF, and it was something he was really passionate about, the RAAF. Uh, RAAF are very thankful that, you know, out of the entire um, defence force, you know, the Army often gets the recognition, but the RAAF is certainly uh, a crucial part of uh, our defence forces and they're great servicemen and lots of, uh, obviously lots of the RAAF uh, servicemen have lost their lives in service of our country Mm. over the years. So I think it's important that we acknowledge them and this is our club's homage to those guys. Yeah, we've done some fantastic Anzac round jerseys over the years. The ones that stand out for me were the ones with all the names of the diggers that had uh, represented South Sydney on the jersey. There was also the predominantly white jersey that had the War Memorial from Redfern Park on the front of the jumper. And this one, as I say, it's a real striking jersey. For the collectors of the jerseys out there, this is definitely one to get because, as you say, it's unlikely we'll 
will have a, a sky blue jersey, Rabbitohs jersey again, but you can see the the RAAF influence on it around the logo and the, the Rabbitohs badge on the on the jumper. You can see the circle around it. It, it really does strike you as uh, one of those Air Force planes in the, in the Royal Australian Air Force. Absolutely. You could be mistaken for an RAAF uniform, to be honest. Yeah. And that's that, that was the fear. Is that, that why it's blue? Is that the, is yeah, the blue Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, it's or, a match or the uniform. For the bigger guys, we could be mistaken for a plane. Hello, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. an A380. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In all seriousness, it carries a real significant message. The jersey, it does. I mean, the, the hundred years. Um, I mean, we're 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 quite, you know we're over a hundred years old as well. So to be able to to go out and pay tribute to those people, you know, as a rabbitow, yeah, just tells us a bit about what we're about. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I think it's significant that we're going to be wearing that and representing all those yeah. people. Some some of the comments we've seen online with people that are involved with the Air Force and the Defence Force are saying, I'm so honoured to see this jersey. And that's what it's about, about honouring these people that have laid their lives on the line for our country over the past 100 years. Indeed it that's is. Right. Very good. So they're on pre-sale, I believe. There's limited numbers of those jumpers. So if you want to grab one, make sure you do right now. Jump on shop.rabbitos.com.au to grab yours now. Righto, our next top four topic is the top four family connections in Rabbitohs history. We've been through the connections of the Fennick family and the, the three brothers that got to wear the mighty red and green of South Sydney. But we might start with you, Steve, with your list of, of the top four family connections in Rabbitohs history. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking – well, obviously, you can't go past the Burgess brothers. Mm. They're, they're, uh, that's pretty pretty big family connection right there. Mm. But I'm going to the, – the next three uh, family connections from when I was playing at the club, uh, that would be the, the Blake brothers. So Phil Blake, of course, we all know. But his brother Michael Blake was also a handy player. He was at the club at the, the centre, time. The centre was? Yeah, he was a centre. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, the other And the Ross brothers as well. Mark and Brett Ross were uh, also great, great uh, in the wingers. back line. Both yeah. wingers, yeah. yeah. And, and – the uh, and Darren McCarthy played with me, and his father, of course, is the uh, legendary Bob McCarthy. Yes, so that's a pretty decent uh, father-son connection there. They are. Well, you've yes. knocked three of them all <laughs> down straight away. <laughs> Sorry, you, you mentioned the Ross family. You've got their um, sister in the cheer squad as well, Diana. She was a big fan <laughs> of the club. <laughs> She is. Yeah, she can see her. See her. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Very good. I cracked myself up. Not bad. Very good. You, you mentioned quickly there the Burgesses. One of the notes I had on mine was that feat in 2013 where the four brothers all got to play together on the field at the same time at the end of that match. I think it was against the, the Tigers who were playing this week, but it was the first time that it had happened since 1910. Wow. Really, yeah. what an amazing thing that happened at South or at all, uh, at ever, all. ever, right. ever. Wow. It was just first time the Burgess brothers had played together <laughs> since 1910. They had, <laughs> you know, had some first. great longevity, yes. No wonder his shoulder gave way in the end. I had to check because you were so busy on the footy field, sometimes people thought there were four He's at the kiosk. He's at the bar. He's at the Busy? Busy or big? Filling four spots in the defensive line. You know what? They didn't give me a jersey. They just used a paint roll and put the stripes on me. Very good. Well, we might jump over to you, Shannon, now. And I believe you've got about 32 family connections. Yeah, I've sort of narrowed it down to ones. Like, like Steve, ones I, I played with, and I, 
I played with, and he's now the CEO of um, the South Junior League competition, which is Luke Curry. Oh, um, man, I'm yep. gone. I just want to say, you know, not a lot of people realise that um, uh, the three generations of the Curry family played. Uh, Luke played with us and I played with Luke. I was fortunate enough to play with Luke in the juniors and his brother Ben in Kenzo coming through, who was also a very, very good footballer, great little nimble heart and had great game gamesmanship. So there was Luke Curry, there was his father Frank, who obviously played for the club, but also coached our first yep. grade, coached all three grades at different coach, stages. He was coach when I was there. He was the first grade coach in my last season in 91. Yeah. He was also a strength and conditioning coach at the Rabbitohs too. Frank was, yeah. was he? Yeah, Before he was coach. Before, he, yeah, coach, before he stepped yeah. up, he's yeah. still in great nick, actually. Yeah. Frank, I yeah. saw him in Mudgee. Yeah, I, I see him, I see him at the gym. Seas back then, yeah. did they? Just trainers, or something. yeah, trainer. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's lovely. He was, always, punch. he was always fit back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see him. He, he trains over down at my gym down at East Gardens. There, I see him all the time. Yeah. Great guy, Frank, and beautiful family. The Curry family, Jill and Frank, were great to me as kids. Um, so there's Luke Curry, Frank Curry, and Frank's father, uh, Frank Senior, uh, also played for the club in 1942 right. to 1945, I think. He played 17 matches for the club. So that's sort of three generations. And um, so that's Luke's grandfather, the Curry grandfather. I think they used to call him Papa Dam. <laughs> 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 and the Curry grandmother, I think they called her hey. Nan Bread. <laughs> <laughs> the curries, I cracked me up. Uh, uh, Very good. Uh, he's here all week. He's here all week. He's, he's always good when it's right. related to food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the curry family are definitely going to be Very near good. three generations. That's a. It's pretty solid. It's hey, pretty good. Hey, was his number one too? The curry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up, I've got the donut fam. No, no. <laughs> Um, the eclairs. Okay. <laughs> the next family I've got actually reminds me of Ella is the Fullers because <laughs> Ella's full of something. I, don't know. <laughs> I played with the Fuller brothers as well, yeah. and they were they, they were they were fantastic players. There was Matt, Paul, and Tim. Fullers all played, you know, around 1992, 1993. Yep. Fantastic players, uh, Matt. Matt had a breakout year with us, and then he went over the Reds, and he had an even better better year over there. And he was leading the Dally M, I remember from from memory. I played against him, and he he went from second row in the hooker, and he was just braining him over there. And I think he must have got injured or whatever, but yeah. he's still over there. And I, we were taking games to Perth, and mm. I catch up. The still staunch South guys, the Fuller family, and they're they're a lovely family. Yeah, they, um, they'd get him into work for ABC Radio on those games. Yes, and that's call right. the games when we were playing over there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and a passionate South guy, still fit as a fiddle like Ello and I, and he's um, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a really nice guy. All, all three of the brothers are really nice. Um, the other ones is um, the Gray family as well. There was there was quite a few of them. We know Brock. We know Aaron. I think David was their uncle as well. So Aaron, Aaron and Brock. Gray um, played, Brock played from 2014 to 2016, Aaron 2012 to 2017, and David played way back in 1972. But I think there are a few other Greys as well. I think there's about 50 shades of them, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wall. Over the He's years, got a wall. So. Have, you, have you got a ring? Uh, got like a little rim shot. Let me program that in. Let me find it. Let me find a rim shot for this bloke. Oh, well, I let down. I'm fucking yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice work, mate. <laughs> just, just like my attempted humour, I let down. This. <laughs> Here we go. There we oh, go. Very good. <laughs> Almost worth waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never thought he'd have to use it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's on my pillow, Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Please. <What? laughs> Mate, I, car- I carry this show just quietly. 32 nil, Ella. You've done your homework there. Carry you blokes at work on this show and I get yeah. no respect. Did you leave any for Ella <laughs> to talk about? <laughs> Have you mentioned the Donados yet? I'm surprised. <laughs> no, I haven't, but my brother was a fantastic player, I can tell you. Yeah. Oh, you've forgotten your son. Duh. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, James, your boy went all right too. But no, the next family and the final fourth family, because I'll leave it to LA to pick 28 families, but <laughs> the next family is the Longbottoms. Um, yeah. There are lots and lots of Longbottoms. So there was Kevin Longbottom, prolific uh, point scorer for the club, or Lummy, as everyone knows, who's great uncle to currently um, Blake Taff, who's coming through our squads as well. Yeah. Um, so a long connection there. Um but there was obviously Kevin Longbottom, but there was um, George, a great little halfback, uh, Steve Longbottom, who who played um, in various grades for the club and also still works here at the Juniors. Uh, Bruce Longbottom, of course, uh, fantastic mm. winger yep. for the club. He was at South when I was there. A yeah. fly, yeah. And we used to call him 2GB, 2 Good Bruce. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2GB, we call him. Yeah. And I remember when he was at the club, too, remember he lost his finger? Yeah. He used to be, he was a garbo and he, he jumped off the, the, the back of the truck and took took his yes. finger out. Oh, yeah. So then he, he lost, he had to put a little a little bit of padding in his on his hand when he played because he lost his ring finger because that's what the, the, the truck, his ring caught on the edge of the truck. Oh, and it, geez, I, I don't have like, known that. Yeah. I blew up one day when he dropped a ball. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have thrown it at his there feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, thank you, Jess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he was a bit lighter. He said he could run a bit faster. He had one less finger. <laughs> two GB, two good Bruce Longbottom. Yeah, they used to yeah. call LA two BE. Yeah. Too, too bad, LO. <laughs> I thought it was two BE, two bacon and eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, two BE. Yeah. He's fitted in well. Right? Yes. He has. He's so picked I up have, the feet. You're not going to be here next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Go, go, go hard, mate. Go hard. <laughs> it wouldn't have been two B. It would have been four B. Like, um, so the long bottom. So we had Kevin, George, Steve, Bruce, Birdie, and as I said, um, Blake is Lummy's um, great nephew, and I believe Josh Cook is related to the family as well. Something else. So, so that's about right. six in the one family. That's. Uh, Beat that, Ella. They're the Kardashians of South Sydney, the long bottoms. <laughs> they are. There's plenty of them. Look, I, I, Great I had guys. all those once, so I'm not going to go through them all again. <laughs> I had some of them anyway, yep. and more than four. Yeah. But um, there's one that people don't know the Pobji family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mick. Yeah. yeah. Mick. And who's it? Well, who's but the br- to, play, to play at South, yeah. you had Michael Pobji. Yeah. But he had four different personalities. So when he ran over the four of them. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, very oh, good. That's yeah. gold, man. Yeah, that's a good, great mate. play. And a, yeah. a really good play for us, boy. Oh, Pudgy. yeah. Well, that's, Mate, that's similar to the Walker family because we had Ben Walker play oh, with yeah. us, Shane Walker. We had Chris Walker and his other six personalities as yeah, well. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and don't forget their cousin that used to like a drink, Johnny. He was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we did, uh, his, his career was on the rocks, though. Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Took just about four seconds to get there. Can you sleep slowly yeah. for him, Bella? 
He's doing a good job uh, there. Yeah, very on good. The, on very the box. Good. So have you got any others to add, Ella? No, no, no. All right. So I'll, really, you didn't have any because that was, <laughs> that was no we, family. We took, we took them all. It's only about two minutes to work that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of my ones, I had the Burgess family. I had the Murray family. So we had Corey Murray yes. playing mm-hmm. uh, between 91 and 93. Then his son, Cameron Murray, is currently yeah. in the team. Corey was there when I played with Corey too. When yeah, I was there. very good. Yeah, he was and, a good 5'8". Uh, yeah. Cam's actually going to play his 100th grade game this weekend. Wow. So under 20s and, and first grade uh, this weekend. And then Cam's sister, Brianna, was playing oh, with our right. women's team. So wow. she had 11 games for South between 2018 and 20. 2020. So a bit of a mix there with the Murray family. Uh, one from the past, the Quinn Liven family. So there were five brothers that all played for South. There was Alan, Oscar, Clinton, Leon and Jack. And then having a look back through the records, there was also um, a Robert Quinn Liven that played lower grades, but I wasn't sure whether he was related, but you'd have to think with an unusual with a name like that. surname like Quinn Solid Liven, that's chance. a fair chance. So yeah. that's sick. So you said to beat it, I did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to blow it out of the water. My oh, last oh. one. My last one, a famous Rabbitohs family. It's the Hutch family. Now, a lot of people may not know the Hutch family, but the Hutches absolutely dominate the Australian sporting merchandise landscape. There's no less than 64 members of the Hutch family have worked in merchandise at the South Sydney Rabbitohs over the past 10 years. We've got Jimmy Hutch working in there now. We had Matt Hutch, who's now in our corporate hospitality team. Every brother, every sister, every cousin, I think mum and dad might have got a start. We've got Brandon Lowe that runs our merchandise, who claims that he's part of the Hutch family. They are just spread far and wide. They went from South to the Newcastle Knights to the A-League with the Western Sydney Wanderers. They're just (laughs) spreading their Hutch tentacles out there. And they made that great show too with his mate Starsky. Starsky. Oh, he's good. Hang on, hang Actually, on. Actually, I said Hang on, Ella. Hang on, Ella. Hang on, Ella. There we go. I think you should come in next week. You're a lot funnier than him. <laughs> Very good. And I know Maddie Hutch is an avid listener of the show. Yep. So Shout I, out to Maddie. Yeah, so I hope he enjoys that that little mention. But it's uh, they dude. talk about the family club at other clubs, but really the Rabbitohs, it's even if you're not blood related, it is one big family. The family club. It is. So, you it. know, you see people wearing the merch and yeah. striking up conversations who've never met each other. Yeah. Even in cars with the with the Rabbitohs sticker, you see people just oh, give yeah. a nod or a wink or You see you get that feeling like I'm in the stands every week and, and you get that feeling among the fans that we're all one big happy family. It, yeah. it, it is a great feeling being there and everyone wearing their gear. I've actually I bought the new the twenty twenty one jersey. I was wearing that the other night. Uh, and you see people around the world in Southski. Like I've been, I travel a lot with, with used to travel a lot too in my tech stuff. Mm. And I remember wearing my South my South Sydney uh, hoodie. Mm. I think I was in San Francisco, and then I'm walking down the street, and then Blake yelling out, "Go the Rabbitohs!" In the middle of San Francisco, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. everywhere there was yeah. Rabbitohs supporters. That and the so stickers good. on the cars everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. A great thing. It's great. Very good. Righto, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, speaking of Matty Hutch, make sure you give him a call if you're looking for any of the Rabbitohs corporate hospitality. Now, 
the Rabbitohs obviously back with home games for season 2021, and that means you can grab your corporate hospitality and game day experiences now from Maddie James and the corporate hospitality team. So whether you're looking to entertain clients with your business or it might be mates looking for a night out at the footy, James and Maddie they can really help you out with any of the corporate hospitality and the the game day VIP experiences. And and Shannon, that's your department. Can you tell us more about the VIP experiences? Because I've had a few people contact contact me asking me what sort of experiences you can get. Yeah, they're really in a sanctum experiences that we only open up to those that support the club. And, you know, um, our club don't and our eight members and some of our corporates have been fortunate enough to do things such as, you know, being the dressing rooms pre-game and get a, get a rundown on how the game works and the run sheet for the team in their preparation and see what happens behind the curtains. We've had um, some of our corporate guests on field during the warm-up and the, the kicking and catching sessions with the with the Haas before before the games. And, and in just about every suite and corporate lounge, we have... Uh, whoever's not playing in that game, uh, the injured players or, or hopefully not too many uh, injured or suspended players going up and, and mingling with the corporates in, in our uh, various hospitality venues across the game. So uh, it's, a, it's a great experience. And for anyone who loves the Rabbitohs and loves a good night out, I encourage them to uh, get online and have a look. I've got to say, the players really get involved in that too. They do a great job. You know, when they come and see the, the sponsors, they realise the, the part they play in the club. Mm. Uh, yeah, they I, get involved heavily. In it. Hello, I've got to give you a wrap, and um, as painful as it is, I've got to give you a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Wayne, um, yeah, our great sponsors at uh, Aqualand, um, Alex Adams, who is the CMO there, he got a really inner sanctum experience. He was in the dressing room for for Wayne's debrief after the last game, and it was something that he'll take with him for the rest of his life. Alex is a great supporter of the club as a Aqualand being our home major sponsor for a number of years but you know he just said what a great experience it was to hear Wayne do the debrief and being there for the song and feel the emotion so when you're part of the Rabbitohs um, family you, you get to enjoy some of those inner sanctum experiences. Very good well make sure you give the club a call and ask for James or Maddie they can sort you out for all of that sort of stuff or jump online and visit corporate.rabbitohs.com.au Now, it's trivia time, the best uh, segment that we have with the uh, research that these boys do. Last week, we talked about how many Burgesses had played at the club, and along the, the same theme, and with the family connections theme that we've got this week, we asked how many people with the surname Ellison have played first, second, or third grade men's football for the Rabbitohs since 1908. And I'm hoping Ello gets this right, because obviously it's about him, but we might start with your guess first, Shannon. Four. Four, Steve? I'll say six. Six. Ello? Two. You got it right, Ello. Oh. Just the two, and it is a, a great family connection. Of course, Ello played 137 grade games for South, which included 86 first grade games between 1983 and 1990. And your son, Josh, uh, played with the Rabbitohs. He played 25 games of under-20s footy with the Rabbitohs between 2015 and 2016. But I think he's better known as... Easily the cheekiest ball boy we have ever had. He <laughs> was one of Shane Richardson's favourites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a good story about that. He was um, Josh. When I came back to coach in 2004, Josh was only about eight, I think, and he was a bit younger than what the ball boys could be. So I said that was a condition. If I'm going to come back and coach it too, I've got to bring him with me every weekend because I didn't want to miss out on on you know, spending time with him on the weekends and. Um, 
anyway, there, this one one night, he was ball boy for the first grade, and we played at the uh, Aussie, you know, the football stadium was called back then. It was a really wet night, and he said he's white, all his white ball boy <laughs> stuff on. And after the game, we'd won. We didn't win many back in those days, but we we did win. And he went in and he dived all right across, <laughs> right across in the mud. <laughs> anyway, and then he comes running back in, and Richo saw him do it. He said, "You called him in and got head and to pull him over the side." And I walked down the dresser. Here he is, this little kid, shivering, <laughs> he's covered he's in got mud. mud all the way down. <laughs> and he said, "So what's up?" He said, "Why don't I like that Richo bloke?" <laughs> <laughs> Chris <laughs> obviously just pulled him in the uh, and I said, I don't think he likes you much. Either. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, he, he was ball boy there for a few more years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah. I'm going to say, Josh, you know, he's he is great. Still, is a great athlete. He's, you know, excelled in league, excelled in rugby. So he's very athletic. He's a Good looking, good style of a kid, very handsome. So he gets it off his uh, mother then. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about to say. He's, <laughs> right. he's, he's smart. He's, he's he's doing really well. He's successful in real estate. He's earning good money. He's, yeah. As I said, so he's cashed up. He's successful. Yeah, good style of a like He's athlete. <laughs> my, my question hello, yeah. is, you sure is yours? <laughs> well, when, you, when you said there's only two that have played, I, 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 I thought, I hope there's none that we don't know of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying a word, right? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Oh, very big shout out to Raylene Ellison. What an amazing woman she to have been. She certainly is. Australia's yeah. Mother Teresa. Right? Yeah. <laughs> medal. It's a medal time. Uh, very good. We'll be back uh, very shortly with my most fearful segment. Before we get into that segment, we're going to hear from our major sponsor of the Rabbitohs Podcast Network, What If. So if you're looking for your next epic holiday, maybe a long weekend with your mates, or you really need to get to the next game, then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire, and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on select hotels. So conditions apply with that, but you can always go to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs, use that promo code Rabbitohs15 and, and check out which hotels you can use that promo code for. And what if it's Aussie for travel? And as we say every week, what if uh, are a fantastic supporter of not only the podcast, but all areas of the club. And Steve, you mentioned before that with your tech work, you get to do a lot of travelling around the world and COVID's put a bit of a crimp yep. in that but hopefully you're going to be back travelling to all these big Apple events and Samsung yep. events around the world. And Hopefully, mate. Let's get on to whatif.com slash Rabbitohs. They might be Definitely, able to do you yeah, some deals. I hope so, yeah. I travel a fair bit. I, like before COVID, I, I'd travel overseas like 12, 15 times a year mm. to events and the, the the major events would be Consumer Electronics Show. I'd go to Barcelona for the big mobile world congress for mobile phones. Berlin, there's IFA, the big tech show there. Uh, the Apple events, Samsung events in New York and Apple in San Francisco. Uh, so, yeah, I was a solid frequent flyer, a platinum platinum member of the uh, over at Qantas there. But hopefully we're, we're back soon. I'm hoping by January, that's when the Consumer Electronics Show is on, that we'll be back overseas again. Yeah, very uh, that's, good. That's being very optimistic. 
Well, Shannon's got all the connections at What If, so he'll be able to hook yes. you up with the guys there and yep. we can get some deals sorted, I reckon. We certainly will. I encourage all of our members. Your 15% discount, you can't beat it. It's pretty it. good. Yeah. And not only do they look after our members with the with the discounts, but as, as you said, they're great supporters of the club, Jez. They, they make our pathways possible. And, mm. you know, our SG Ball side, I just wanted to have a quick word about them. So they're going really well. Are they still undefeated? How they how they travel? No, no, they lost the game a couple of weeks ago, but they play in a knockout semi-final this weekend. Leichhardt Oval. 3 p.m. on Saturday against Illawarra. They had about four players out last week, and, um, you know, they're a bit worried. They're playing uh, the Bulldogs, who were second on, or second in the competition, and they, they did a job on them. So it was a great, great performance, and uh, we hold high hopes for them this week. Excellent. Well, I just want to give a special shout-out to Daniel Finch and the What If crew for supporting our Pathways teams, our next generation of Rabbitohs. Without that support, um, that doesn't happen. They're not able to be as successful as they are. So, mm. you know, What If, great supporters for the club, both on and off the field with the members as well. Yeah, and there's three grades at Stadium Australia on Saturday too. So if you're listening to the podcast before the Round 6 game against the West Tigers, get out there nice and early, a 12.40 kickoff for the New South Wales Cup and a, a 3 p.m. kickoff for the under-21s, the Jersey Fleet team. So you get to see those... Beautiful South Sydney jerseys with what if splashed right across the what front. What a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. That's great. I'll be good. I normally get there early. At five, uh, starts great. at 5.30. 5 it's a great afternoon. It will, uh, it. It will be. I'll be there. Yeah, it's probably just in time you finish the game and you can head for a couple of dinners, Shannon. Yes, and that was enough time for that. Yes. Thank you, Jess. I knew you'd be able to squeeze an insult, an insult for me in there somewhere. That's Great. not insulting. <laughs> I'm sure they have one before the 5.30 here. Yeah. All right. Ruthless. Uh, Ruthless. Righto. My knees start to tremble. We'll be back in a second. I'm actually that fearful of this segment. And we run a bit over time today that we might skip it. What do you reckon? No, no, no. <laughs> There'll be an outrage I'm, if you skip I'm it. I'm throwing our gold out here. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> get, uh, just get that rim shot ready. Get the rim shot ready, mate. No, I, I get no. the uh, the tumbleweed going. <laughs> you, you, know you got the crickets? The, the, the crickets? crickets yeah, sound you're getting the bleeper ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've spent five minutes just on this intro. If this if this joke Jeez, needs to be cut, I'll tell you what, the whole show's ruined in, yeah. in editing. Wow. <laughs> there's nothing. Right. Uh, Shannon's joke of the week. As you know, Jez, I like to keep the the jokes topical, and we've been speaking this week about the Anzac jersey. So, I want to speak about you know, um, I guess sort of the Anzac legacy, but certainly the servicemen of Australia. And this one set uh, in during the Second World War, right towards the end of the Second World War in 1945, and it's a it's a little island in the in the middle of the Pacific that was hotly contested, and you know there were. Japanese fighting on one side and the Australians and the Americans as allies on the other side on the island and it was very uh, the very pitched battles there on this island but they were quite remote and they certainly had no um, communications and uh, neither side knew when the war was over but they got a distance the Aussie and the American the Aussie and the American side got telegrams that it was all over and so um, most of the um, troops got sent off to a, to a ship but the Two two servicemen, um, one from Australia, one from America, was left on the island to try and communicate with the Japanese that the war was over and that, that, that there was peace and that there was no, no longer a need to try and kill each other. And so they're on the island, this American and the Aussie, and they're searching around. And unfortunately, there's corpses on both sides and they, find, they only find one Japanese guy. There's only one Japanese survivor left. They're trying to explain to him that the war's over and they don't speak. They finally communicated to him. 
And they say, well, listen, it's going to be a good two months before a uh, vessel gets back to, to pick us up. We're now allies. We've got to work together to survive on this island. And the American, as they like to do, he takes charge. He says, okay, we're going to have delegated responsibilities. First thing we need to do is make sure we're well-resourced. He said, I'm part um, Navajo, so I know how to find water, fresh water. If I've done it in the desert, I'm going to find water. Get us some fresh water. He said to the Aussie bloke, you guys, you know, you, particularly with your Indigenous people, Bush Tucker, you guys really, you're going to find food. And they're speaking to the Japanese guy, and his English isn't great, and they said, you're going to find supplies. And I said, what type, you know, you've got to find, you know, um, things, firewood, you know, cups for us to drink out of, um, some stuff we can use as shelter and whatever. And the Japanese guy thinks, okay, yeah, understand. So they said, We'll all go out and find what we need, the water, the food, whatever. We'll meet back here in four hours and we'll say that this will be our base camp. So the American goes out, Aussie goes out, Japanese, they all go in their own direction. They're out flocking around. American gets back. About two minutes later, the Aussie's back. Americans come back with drums full of fresh water. Um, the Aussies come back with berries and nuts and all these kind of bush tucker. They think, where's this Japanese bloke? He's not around. They're starting to get a bit worried. I think, oh, you know, it's a jungle, there's snakes, there's all kind of nasties out there. There could be panthers on this. Who knows? They were out looking for him. They can't find him, looking for tracks. They can't find him. Where is he? How, how hard can I get to get a few supplies? And they think, oh, searching everywhere. They're just about giving up. They give him up for dead. They start they just about to turn around and walk back to the base camp because they can't find this Japanese bloke looking for his supplies. Just about to turn around and all of a sudden the Japanese bloke jumps from behind the tree and says, Supplies! Supplies! Yep. Hello. We're back to you next week. It's a low bar. It's a low bar for next week. Very good. Right, I'll be back in a second. Well, thank you, everyone, once again for listening. You can contact us with topic suggestions by filling out the form at rabbitos.com.au slash podcast or contact us via Twitter using at SSFCRabbitos and the hashtag top4podcast. Don't forget to give us a glowing review and a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts and hit that subscribe button or the follow button wherever you are listening. Now, we've got other podcasts on the Rabbitos Podcast Network. There's our weekly media conferences, including one the day before every game, which is always a bit of a laugh. Um, we've got the audio version of the Rabbitohs Insider video, which we publish each week on rabbitohs.com.au. And don't forget the Rabbitohs radio podcast with Chaps, Mavo and Brownie. They chat a lot more uh, hardcore footy stuff and they have a good laugh as well. And, and we've mentioned them a few times with uh, the stories of you guys playing with them, that sort of stuff. So it's definitely... A good listen, Steve. I want to thank you very much for coming in this morning and regaling us with your stories and having a laugh and poking fun at Shannon. It's always a, a good start to our week. It's Wednesday. always a nice applause. <laughs> yes. Applause. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, hey, mate. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a slow burn, that one. That's a great one. Great one. <laughs>
<laughs> no, we want to thank you sincerely. And it's been a pleasure, mate. Make Thanks sure all of our Rabbitohs listeners go and check out techguide.com.au and, and uh, subscribe to Steve's podcast. is the Tech Guide podcast and also Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. I listening to them every week. And I'm also a, uh, sounds a little bit creepy, but I'm a subscriber to the private. Yeah, we have a private, private feed. feed. Yeah, yeah. There is a, there's a limited limited number of people in our private feed that we you get the, the new private episode if you're a subscriber. And then we release them to the public every couple of weeks, and we do, we talk everything but tech. Yeah, that. so it's. Uh, mm. I, yeah. I get all of my <laughs> my TV viewing suggestions for all the streaming services from the private yeah, feed we, of two blokes talking tech. We talk talking a lot tech. about our, our uh, viewing habits. Yeah. yeah, we've actually thought about changing this to three blokes talking crap, but <laughs> <laughs> two blokes and hello. <laughs> I was going to say, you going to take that away? I'll give you last round of reply before I press this last button. Uh, no. <laughs> Just too easy. <laughs> I was going to say, good. it's going to be longer this week. Maybe they'll have it to has. listen to it when we play Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this might be a, a double trip to Stadium Australia, this one, to uh, listen to this one. Maybe on the way out and the way back. Yeah this Saturday to listen to this one. But thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with more from the Rabbitohs uh, Top 4 podcast powered by Audio-Technica and proudly presented by What If. We will see you then. Thanks for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast powered by Audio-Technica and proudly presented by What If official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off select hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Up the Rabbitohs.